0: So, join me now for another empowering chat. Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell, and I've met this amazing, beautiful—I uh, got chills! I got chills! I got chills! Strong woman uh, who is her business taught. Her business is called Brave Masters, and I got to say, energetically this woman is that kind of brave on. And so I wanna welcome Jenna Rodriguez. Thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you, Susan. I mean, I just, I love you and I love your energy and I'm really excited that we connected. I am um, too. And and it's just like, I'm excited about this combo. So it's great. I appreciate you.
0: I want you to explain to everybody why brave masters because I I have my own story going on in my head about why you you did that. and I think that it's actually what a lot of women need right now, but let's, that'll be later. Yeah. Tell everybody why Brave Masters?
1: So just the, the birth of Brave Masters um, came about five years ago and I was speaking on a stage and of course my target audience uh, is typically entrepreneurs. And so I was standing in front of a whole group of them and I, I found myself saying, my download uh, entrepreneurship's not the easy way, it's the brave way. And it just fell out of my mouth. And I went away going, what was that? And what is that about? And why do? Why did I say brave? And what does it mean? And all of that. So it started to take on its own like life. And so from there, I started to explore what that meant for me. And, and for me, of course, it, it's about doing things that are uncomfortable, doing things for the sake of a bigger purpose and uh, and facing, you know, the fears and the uncertainties and the self-doubt and the self-worthiness, and uh, and identifying those things, and then, you know, taking the action, the brave, inspired action to to get to the things that you really want, allowing things to show up uh, in our lives. And so it started to just unfold. And at the time, I was all, I was really focused on brand strategy and business coaching, and I would call my clients Brave Masters because that's what they
0: are. Like, yeah. of
1: course you are, right? And, uh, and so over time, I, I started my own podcast, you know, around the Brave Entrepreneur, and, and I have that. And, and, and so all these things, Brave, started to unfold. And two years ago, I decided to rebrand Brave Ma- my company to Brave Ma- I was sitting there, what should I call my company? I'm like, of course, Brave Good. Masters. Yeah. <laughs> Duh, a dumb moment. And, and here's the, here's the other element is I really did start to look at why, why is it brave for me? Like, what is brave about it? And, and for me, uh, and we can dive more into the story per se, but I started to see the through line through my entire life, especially from a very pivotal moment in my childhood where I moved out of my house at 14 and told my mother I'm out. (laughs) Um, and, uh, and slept on somebody's, you know, extra couch, extra bed, um, et cetera. And, and I went back to that moment and I was like, I've always done things bravely. And, and then there was a split. Then there was a point in my life, the first half was very much about brave by survival. Uh-huh. Got to, got to move through the fear, got to face, face whatever's coming up. And like, it's a, it feels like I have to, even though we always have freedom of choice but it felt like I have to, and it was kind of pushed against the wall, brave. And then there was a shift where everything now is because of brave by choice. And then I started to see that brave mastery is really about facing yourself, doing the internal work, and then bra- braving your life by choice. Yeah. And stepping into things, because not because you have to, or not because it's like, I'm trying to run from something like I was the first half of my life, but because I, I want something more and I want something different. And so now my second half of my life or third or whatever wherever I am, um, is that, is that space where I get to spe- step into a higher calling and a higher purpose because I'm being brave by choice, not just brave by survival. And there's plenty of people in that space too, whether they're having fa- financial hardships or, you know, maybe relationship hardships or, or divorces or whatever these, you know, sometimes traumatic things or hardships happen throughout our life. There's a point though that if you get a little comfortable, if you get a little stable, and I believe the ego, our ego mind, wants to keep us safe and stable. So as soon as you get to a like a plateau and you're and it's like, okay, good, I'm taken care of, I'm gonna stay here. Well everything else beyond that, unless you really come up against another have to, uh, mm-hmm. is brave by choice, mm-hmm. and, um, and so that's what brave, and it, it, it c- continues to like have new meaning, even for me, and even for my community, and I really love asking what it means for other people, because I believe that, I have my distinction, but I believe everyone gets, as with any word, as with any concept, you there's a definition in a book somewhere, but we get to create the meaning, and, uh, and so I allow others to find their own understanding of what mm-hmm. brave means to them.
0: So I just I love that Jenna because when you said it was brave by survival and feeling pushed up against the wall, and I think yeah. so many people feel that whether they're an entrepreneur or not, whether they're a, you know a wife, a mother, um, they're working for the man, whatever. Th- yes. Especially in the times that we're living in right now, there does it feels like being pushed up against the wall, and I personally hate that if somebody makes wants to force me to do something against my will, like get my teeth cleaned. No, (laughs) Um, uh, uh, (laughs) I I, I get reactive, you know? And I think that happens for a lot of people. We react and so we aren't making a conscious, healthier, better, more enlightened choice because we're duking it out in the survival area. Right, we're in fight or flight.
1: We're not in in that relaxed, rest, you know, uh, uh, response. And, and so, yeah, so much of my first half of my life was, it was really about fight or flight. It was, Mm -hmm. it was, I felt unsafe. I felt neglected. I felt, you know, like I was bullied in high school and I'm like, all right, get me out of here. Right. Get me out of here. Well, then I went and started college at 16 and everybody looks at that and goes, wow. And I'm like, it is a wow, because who else would do that? However, I look at it and go, I had to. Right. (laughs) I was like up against the wall and tired of the of the environment. I was toxic environment and and so yes it's like but I bravely stepped into that and faced the judgment I faced the you know I was clearly around much older people and 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 it's still it's kind of like my brave choices still. Ch- still served me in some way in a positive way. And I also proved to myself, I could do things that I probably wouldn't have proven proven to myself otherwise. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I'm not a, I used to be victim of circumstance. uh, And I've worked a lot through brave, being brave and facing self, that all of that has served me well, right? All of it is a place where I can build upon versus, you know, like, you know, crack and fall. And um, and not to say it was easy, it was a lot there, and I'm still in a lot of emotional healing, right? As oh, you know. I bet,
0: I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, what's interesting to me is when people, like you said just a few minutes ago, when people get to that plateau, you know, cause you kind of, when you're climbing the mountain, you need a place where you can like take a break, breathe. get a drink of water. Right. Yeah, and breathe. Um, but often people will just stay on that plateau cause it took so much inner, effort and i use the word excavation so much inner excavation of the garbage the crap that we were given ancestrally or was uh programmed when we were kids you know Mm -hmm. we're supposed to be this that whatever whatever and if there's any kind of um mental emotional or physical abuse then you it is i mean I didn't have any uh, physical abuse, but there was mental and emotional that I didn't know because I'm living in that environment. I think, I think it's natural. I think it's normal. Doesn't everybody's people act like this, you know? And then I got into a marriage of 28 years, and while there were times where it was really good, there was still that um, undercurrent or that background Mm -hmm. program of mental and emotional abuse because that's. I was trained that way in some ways, you know? Yeah, it felt familiar. Right. Right. And I didn't know what I didn't know until, uh, for me, one of my braves was when I filed for divorce. Yeah, truly. And then had to look at, I was of a certain age, you know? Thinking, oh, (laughs) we got got over 25 years, now we got 20. We should be good to go the rest. And no. And uh, it takes a lot of courage. And a lot of strength, you know, yeah. you, you get to learn where you really are strong.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and I was uh, much the same after my parents divorced at eight years old. And my mom chose a, a, a physically abusive um, boyfriend to her, mm-hmm. um, and alcoholic, drug addict five years. So I spent five years in a space of fight or flight, stress mode, fear. Like I didn't want to go home in the evenings because I was like, what's going to happen tonight? And I wasn't, thank God. And I think my, I mean, I was on edge because I was afraid it might turn on me, um, which can just be as traumatizing. Um, And, and I never got physically touch abused however yes mentally emotionally like and just exhausted by the the the, the state of being and that's why I moved out at 14 yeah I was like uh if you're not gonna leave them I'm done like I gotta go and it was one of the most heart-wrenching hardest things I ever did because I was still like it's my mom right (laughs) I don't want to leave my mom but the beautiful thing I think the the part that I can look back and go I didn't know what was on the other side of that decision, but I, I knew it was the right one for me. And, and there's the little dog. And, um, and I said, um, what? I, it's like, I looked at that and I said, what does Jenna need right now? And I need to get out of that environment. Mm-hmm. And so somebody, obviously a friend of the, of the family was willing to take me in. And what happened later, like within two months, and this is what I say. I think our brave, when we get our brave on, when it's really hard and, and, and we don't know what it's going to turn out as, it has a ripple effect.
0: And oh, within God, two yes. months,
1: my mother left him permanently. Right. And, and so I, whatever I did, I believe, and she could correct me, um, I believe I, I shifted the dynamic enough and allowed the space because she didn't have to worry about me anymore. She could you know, go forward and do whatever she needed to do like and, and there was some hardship that she had to face uh, in order to get out. Yeah. And, uh, and so I just offer to people, when you are being brave, especially now, and, and depending on where you are, are, you in brave by survival or brave by choice? It doesn't matter. It's all, you know, being a brave master is to um, know that and trust yourself enough to go, this is what's right for me. And I don't know, it may be uglier before it's prettier, <laughs> you yeah. know, and you don't know how it'll turn out. Um, but, you, but if you follow your gut, then, uh, and my new hashtag this year is, is hashtag gut and faith, because if I can listen and in, into to my gut and do what's right for Jenna, which has been a hard question, and I haven't asked it enough, um, and, and then follow and with faith, right, and, mm-hmm. and follow the breadcrumbs, then mm-hmm. I believe things turn out mm-hmm. for the highest good. Yeah. Um, and here we are. So yeah.
0: You know, it's interesting because some of the clients I work with a lot of women going through divorce, Mm -hmm. um, coming out of divorce, you know, low self esteem. I actually had one client first hour, blah, blah, blah. And basically, I don't like myself at all. And I'm like, oh my God, this woman is very successful. It was like, we all have that going on, right? And the um, learning to follow your intuition, what I call, what you call gut, your gut instinct, your gut feeling and having faith is intuition. And that's to me, um, the divine saying, go here, go over here, because this is where you're supposed to meet that person. Not that you're going to know that until you get there, but just turn right instead of left or turn left. Right. And it's so following the, the intuitive piece that is that um, I call it wisdom, our inner wisdom. We come in, you, it sounds like, were fully loaded with wisdom when you came into this lifetime. So that at 16, you knew, okay, I'm gone. And you started your, your, uh, your path in a new way. One of the yeah. things you said on your, um, there's certain things, phrases that catch my attention, Jenna. Right. <laughs> One is freedom obsessed.
1: I'm oh, yeah.
0: You have that on your website. And I am, having gone through divorce, it was very contentious. And I felt yeah. like I was still stuck in a a prison or a cage, you know? And so right. freedom became my big daily do. Really, I, I want to be free because after I'm free of that bondage or whatever that emotional tie is, I can then be a choice. So That's for perfect. you, what does being obsessed about freedom look like now
1: yeah what it looks like i mean now and 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 it's kind of it's been both along the way but it's there's external factors that i want freedom in whether it's time and money and Mm -hmm. and uh you know even in my business i created a long time i set an intention called i have a business it's freedom of location and i do i can work anywhere lovely Uh, Yes. Lovely. And, uh, but more importantly, there's a freedom internally and, and I think that's the longer journey. Uh, you know, for me, I believe that we, we have to discover and uncover and embrace the things that we have held ourselves hostage to, um, that are unconscious, subconscious. Uh, and that's, that for me is more of the prison Mm -hmm. than anything outside Mm -hmm. of me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if I can get free of the things that are not truly myself, right, truly my authentic self and what I call true North, um, uh, the inner wisdom, et cetera, the true North, the higher self, then the closer I can live in that space on an ongoing basis and I, versus the ego mind or the fight or flight or the, the reactionary part of me, that's where I think real freedom starts to exist because for me, I believe that whatever we perceive in our world is all in for coming from inside out. Yep. It's the internal, you know, reflection. So if you feel like you're locked trapped in a relationship, or and I've been there, you know, then it's something you are still trapped by internally, whether it's our self-worth or whether it's um, you know, I, I called the, there's a whole list of what I call ego tricks mm-hmm. and, and they keep us trapped because the trap to the ego means security, certainty, safety. I know what I, I know what to expect. I know how to mitigate risk. I know what, I, I know what to do, right. The yeah. knowingness and from the ego standpoint, but I want the knowingness from the true North, the higher self, the wisdom, mm-hmm. um, to serve me more and being a recovering control freak,
0: Yes, um, me too. Me too. <laughs>
1: raise our hands. Everybody raise your hand. Um, it really, well, it hit, it hit, my control freakness hit rock bottom last November. Um, and I, I call it a spiritual reawakening. And, uh, and I, nothing external was really falling apart, but internally it crashed. And, and whether, it, whether an external circumstance occurs and, and triggers that falling apart or hit rock bottom, um, sometimes it's just an internal struggle that that comes to a head right and and so for me it was very much an internal struggle mm-hmm. and I recognized very quickly my need to surrender my need mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. like stop trying to take all the responsibility on and and i I came to a realization of just how much it was mm-hmm. like and it, it started very early. I think probably the moment my dad left at eight, I took on some type of responsibility, if not sooner. If, uh, I would imagine mom, sooner, yep. Yes, me too. I think there was a lot of um, you know, situations where it was chaotic and out of control and therefore I would find ways to control things, You know, mm-hmm, whether it mm-hmm. was, I was straight A students, and straight A mm-hmm. students. And,
0: uh, yep, me too.
1: Yeah, so I, I poured myself into something I could like tangibly control. And, um, and then I kept going. I kept doing that. And so everything became this push and this, you know, hustle. And, and if I do something, then I'll make it, I can make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I, although I still believe that I make things happen and create my reality, I don't, I no longer see it as I have to be the one. To, to make it happen or make the action occur in order for things to show up in my life. And that has been, and it's, it's fresh and new and, you know, maybe barely a year old in this case, um, of absolutely, uh, recognizing what surrender really means and getting quiet enough, quiet enough for myself to hear the true North, to hear the wisdom, to make some really big decisions. I made some really drastic decisions this year, uh, that I I was like I would have never done had I not got hit that ground, right? right? If I hadn't fallen down far enough. Right. And um and I think that's the gift inside of it is it wasn't, you know, like a I, I think at one point I was telling a friend, I said, Oh my gosh, I feel like everything's falling apart. And she's like, mm-hmm. what if it's just cracking open? And I was like, oh yeah. There's that piece, yes. yeah, yeah. You're correct. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yes, yeah. You're right. Um,
0: and the cracking open yeah. is why it's necessary to surrender, because really, yeah. we are supposed to break out of that cocoon or that egg or that cage or whatever it is that's keeping us smaller. Because if we're, right. um, if we are conscious beings, consciously living and consciously evolving then there will always be a cracking open. I'm really sorry oh, to right. tell everybody that, but there will always be that. It's the good news. It's the good <laughs> and bad news. But, um, right. you know, and it's interesting that you bring this up because I have a big uh, daily do birthday coming up. It's a, it's a decade turner. Oh, geez. Yay. And <laughs> I got birthday. stuff a tizzy about it. And mm. um, I went to a friend and she said, you know, you're, you're still operating in the old hologram, mm-hmm. you know, which is what the ego does is builds this hologram right. thinking that it's what we want because we're co-creators with everything. And so yep. you operate in this like bubble of whatever it is you created. And, she, and when she said that, I immediately thought, I was like, oh my God, you're right. And so yeah. I took a personal day yesterday and I sat down with myself and I uh, looked into what that hologram, the old one is. Mm. And I saw it was, I'm so far beyond it, but I'm still rewinding in it. Do you know what I mean? Yes,
1: a hundred percent.
0: So yeah. I I like excavated, I I drew it, I colored it, I named it, I, you know, and yeah. I'm wow. And then I created and drew and colored and named my <laughs> new hologram, the one I want Excellent. for this next decade that's coming up. And I felt, talk about freedom, I felt so free afterwards. Yes. I was like, oh, thank God I don't have to do that old crap anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm being I naive. mean,
1: yeah, I call it, um, and I, I learned this from someone or reading a book or whatever, but, um, uh, you know, I, I call that the past projection, right? It's taking the future, or I mean, the past story or, or, or familiar that the ego likes to hold on to and project it right onto our screen. That's right in front of us. And then we future trip about it, right? We totally future trip about the worrying and the what if and the, oh my God, I'm getting older or whatever. And, um, and so I totally get it. And that has been one of the biggest practices, um, for me, uh, is to, well, first of all, I started adding meditation and journaling like every day. And, um, and, and with that, I had, I faced myself at a whole different level, right? Like being able to take a personal day and excavate everything is you've got to be willing you got to be willing to see the the truth and the ugly and the um and the beautiful all wrapped in one um and have the tools to be able to walk yourself through it and out of it and like find the the new coloring book right Right. being able to to color a new hologram
0: right and and not not staying in the muck because so here's, here's in my now wisdom you yes. called me a, a, an elder yesterday. You're now, the, you know, I went, <laughs> she meant it kindly, but I was like, oh, crap. I know. Like, what, what do I have that
1: meaning? <laughs> I know.
0: But she meant it from the Native American stuff. But no. um, the, I've, what I've learned in my now wisdom is I don't want to keep hitting rock bottom to wake up and go, I don't want to yep. do the fall apart. I want to catch myself in a very beautiful, gentle net before yes. I do that. But that means I have to constantly pay attention to the markers that are sending me in sure. the downward, yeah. or sending me in the in 100%. the breaking or cracking open. Or you know, if this is about cracking open, I want to do it gently mm-hmm. and kindly and um, and with wisdom, so I can move through it. Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Yeah. And I think I, uh, I totally get that. And, and it's almost like, I feel like I have, I've completely, you know, it's like left the level of where I, I was as a child. I mean, from the domestic violence and living on food stamps at times. And am I going to, are we getting evicted? You know, like really just hardship and to a place where I know I'm resourceful. I know I have the capabilities to like, land softer. <laughs> um, but it, but it, what woke me up last year is like all those things can be true. And yet emotionally, you can still be very broken,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: And you still have to find the place internally to land softly. So it's like that whole external internal, you know, conversation that I was having. And, and for me, um, what was beautiful about this week, this year, was uh, I was putting myself into my journal and processing through some breakdown, some panic. I don't remember which one. <laughs> I have them. I still have them. Right. Um, I think we all do. Yes. I, I would be surprised if someone didn't. Um, and what I uncovered was what I now teach, which is the uh, what I call the detachment method.
0: Oh, and wow.
1: Yes. It's the attachment, detachment. I believe that pretty much all of our suffering, struggle, chaos, drama, is is because of a bucket called attachments yep and it's obviously ego driven and if we can identify them unpack the resistance um allow it and then move through the emotional part of that um and come out on the other side fully like fully willing fully allowing then we can reframe and we can start to see the real truth of our our internal true north or wisdom Mm -hmm, as you call it mm -hmm. and and now that's what I'm helping to develop and then help people with is, is how do they walk through that tool um, so that they don't have to live in, in staying inside of that, that chaos and that drama and the fear and the self-doubt. And, you know, and it was so funny. I was on a call with a client and, and she said probably five sentences. I don't know which ones they were. One, two, three, four, five. And I was like, holy cow. Ego, higher self, ego, true north, ego, true north. I was like, that is our crazy mind every day, all day, is that we are somewhat aware, I would gather, you know, there's some awareness. And yet there's this predominant loud ego mind um, that is just holding tight to everything it possibly can. And that's, that's on purpose to protect us. And so when I looked at this attachment, detachment method, I was like, "Wow! If we could just allow the things that we say we're attached to, and those can be expectations, and requirements, and judgments, and obviously fear, and self uh, limitation, and all of these th- different—the stories, the holograms, right—they're all attachments in some way. And when we can detach from those attachments, then we get closer to freedom.
0: Oh, absolutely, freedom. absolutely. Yeah. And that's the." That is the deepest, highest work anybody can do. In fact, I think that that's why every single person on this planet is here on this planet. It's not to become a CPA or a lawyer or a waitress. That's not why you're here or to have kids or not have kids. You're here for this inner development that is called, I call it, spiritual evolution. And you you have to constantly Reframe and see what you're in. It's so funny. You're bringing up attachment and detachment because that's what also hit me last week I, you know my book mm. came out yeah. About a month ago live an empowered life a 30-day journey people are buying it. I have people telling me they're working it. Oh my god it's changing my life and I Realized I was attached to a much bigger outcome than is happening yeah. because yeah. as the book goes out it begins to ripple and I have to just trust Surrender That's and right. trust, surrender and trust that the book is getting into all the right hands for the people that are really ready to do this deep, um, this deep dive work that yeah. the book represents. 100%. And But my attachments, you know, and my expectations mm-hmm. were, okay, so I said the other, I just said a few minutes ago, I don't like to go to the bottom, but I was at the bottom of the cesspool of my thinking, Got it. you know? Got it. And and I thought, holy moly, I can't I this is I can't do this. I cannot live my life uh wanting to control and manage, you know, and yet again here I am doing it. So yep. letting go, detaching, taking yep. a big overview. I love that you're doing that work, Jenna. I love Thank it. Thank
1: you. Yeah. I I feel called to as well. Like it's I feel time. like that is it is the per my higher purpose is to be just one of those lightworkers, messengers in the world where we are detaching all over the place.
0: <laughs> right. How fast
1: can we detach, right? Um, because the moment we, we number one, I think it's it is it is a journey practice minute by minute of self awareness and consciousness and. And I, I heard myself this year really recommit. I, I, in my early 20s, I read Marianne Williamson's mm-hmm. Return to Love at like 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And so that started my journey of like, you know, spirituality and uh, mindset and personal growth and development, you know, over 20 years. I, well, I'm aging myself. Shh,
0: be quiet. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm much older than you are, so it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> I know, I'm kidding.
0: I'm like over 20 years ago.
1: Um, and... And you know, inside of that, you know, the fear and the separation and the you know, love, right? Course and miracles is what she talks about, and and so I started studying that as well. And it was just so—it's all coming to like—and then I had a mentor this just recently, a mentor for like ten years, nine years, and um, and it's been so life-altering. And it's like I'm—I'm I'm all this. It just feels like a vortex just came in this year. It was like, oh all this is now coming together and it's time to be the light in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm wanting. I mean, that's what I'm here for. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm doing my best to mm-hmm. share and, and to speak in the conversations that support that. And, um, and it's like, you know, it's so funny. You're like, we're not here to do it via CPA. And I was, and one of the things I asked my, my clients and I'm, I'm, I do these master classes, free masterclasses in my Facebook group. And One of the things I ask is, "Who are you now?" And they inevitably—I would uh, too—the surface answer is the role. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a CPA. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm um, a—you know—these roles that we play. And the challenge and the the offering Mm -hmm. is to dig deeper, is Mm -hmm. to listen for the answer because that's those are the answers that show up right away. And I believe that that is somewhat—it's not wrong. But what it is is the role that we've chosen and the ego feels really certain about that. Like that's the box. I can right. see the box. I can feel the box. I know what that box looks like. I know what it means to be a wife. I know what it means to you know, be a mom or whatever. And, and, and what I am encouraging people and helping them uncover is what is the essence of who you are, not what do you do, not what role do you play? Because the essence, the being of what you show up in sh- appears in all those roles right right it's like exactly are you
0: exactly? and
1: and i heard very loudly this year is i'm i'm a brave master and i'm a light light in the darkness and i am meant to um to help people live more consciously and do my part in eradicating unrealized human potential like and then whatever vehicle god has for me right (laughs) you're just getting on it i'm just getting on it
0: you're just yeah. getting on it. And I got chills again, Jenna, when what you said that. I Man. So, you know, Ooh. thank God for you. Thank God for people yeah. like us. Thank God for those of us that in the in the chaos of what's happening right now across the planet, whether it's environmental, political, human rights, whatever it is, thank God for light yeah. leaders. That's what I call myself. I, I am like a that light, light leader. leader. I love because that. I have Always. Or a love leader. What about love mm-hmm. leader? Love right? leader's good. I like that too. Well, I lead, I'm a light leader and I lead with love.
1: There that, we go. That's my
0: new hologram. I just outed myself. Oh my God. But um, because <laughs> awesome. it's, it's those of us that can see a, a higher vision and a more um, uh, loving, compassionate vision for humanity, that we're the ones that are the actual healers and teachers and all of that.
1: Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'm with you.
0: So tell everybody about, again, you mentioned it briefly just now, but tell everybody about your master Facebook group. Cause I would imagine there's some people listening that want to get involved with it. I, I appreciate
1: that. Yeah. So I, I just really want to encourage people to come join the conversation that we're expanding on here. Um, and where you can do that uh, is in my free Facebook group called brave entrepreneurs. I do predominantly work with entrepreneurs, but if you're just if you're not, that's okay too, um, and uh, and you go to bravemasters.com/slash brave fb fb standing for Facebook, and bravemasters.com/slash brave fb, and um, and I do a lot of free training, and we have a masterclass um, coming up that's all about getting your brave on, and uh, and what it means to eradicate fear and and dismantle. I call it outsmarting the ego, like that's the job. Big time. the ego. And Good so time. we're going to work on that too. And your website so, yeah. is,
0: is Brave Masters. Correct.
1: BraveMasters.com.
0: Okay. So, yeah. so uh, before, <laughs> I, I just, again, I start, <laughs> I started with just loving and, and everything you, I just love even more after having this conversation and getting to know you even more. So thank you for joining me today. And if you would allow me, I just want to read before I, we got on this uh, Zoom, this Mm-hmm. podcast i opened up uh my book <laughs> live an empowered life a 30-day journey to an affirmation just i randomly do that with any kind of book
1: i love that me too so yeah.
0: i want to read this we out are
1: soul now. sisters go we are <laughs>
0: and i got a book i got other books to recommend oh and good yeah you to recommend some to me because i'm looking I, I still need to tune up tune up tune up right no. just tune yeah up. so here's the affirmation i opened to it kind of fits with what we were talking about, oddly enough, right? Of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and these are, this is affirmations that I've written and worked myself, but this one says, I release, release any shame that may be keeping me stuck, any past mistakes or misconduct that has the gooey stickiness of shame is dissolved as I face it and watch it move back into the nothingness." I am free to live and love my life. So, with that said, oh, so perfect! Yes. I, I just, I just want to finish with, and so it is, Namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, go to SusanBorrell.com. You can see all of the information about my new book, "Live an Empowered Life: A Thirty-Day Journey." You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at That's it for today. See you next time.